0: Come on get down with the sickness get up come on get down with the sickness get up come on get down with the sickness open up your head and let it flow into me get up come on get down with the sickness your mother got hello up. episode 20 oh, hello,
1: hello. <laughs> hi welcome to That's our nice. ASMR <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm speaking Mm -mm. really today.
2: We are recording today on the stolen lands of the Eora and Kulin Nations. Sovereignty was never ceded and this was and always will be Aboriginal land. Now you can go back to your bullshit.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know why I went into ASMR voice. It's really strange of me. Anyway, welcome to episode 20 of Chronically Fully Sick. What? Uh, 11.5K <laughs> downloads and uh, episode 20. What the fuck? I know. Why do people listen to this horrible thing? I don't know. I don't know. I. It's honestly, that is. Absolutely baffling my mind. So thank you to everyone who's downloaded and listened to us. Um, Thank you for still being here. We don't know why, but you are.
2: I think it's COVID madness.
1: Yeah, people just have too much time on their hands. Mm. (laughs) Uh, If you want to get updates on us and the Chronically Fully Sick podcast, you can do that on Twitter at Sick. On Instagram at Chronically Fully Sick, or you can get in touch with us via our website, chronicallyfullysick.com. We also have a group on Facebook called, obviously, Chronically Fully Sick, which is filled with lovely spoonies who chat about all things chronic illness. Please rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts because. Please. <laughs> yeah, we're hanging on to our last brain cells and we would love validation. So just mm-hmm. fucking do
2: it. Anyway, <sighs> Joanna, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, mate? you know what's going on, Chloe. Absolutely fucking nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking nothing, but also my entire body is both flaring and shutting down.
2: <laughs> Some, I know. Somehow okay. at the same time. <laughs> Probably most of you know that Sydney and Melbourne and everywhere else in Australia is currently in pretty strict lockdown. And I'm just finding lately that even though I'm home a lot, I can actually work from bed sometimes. I'm so exhausted like 24-7.
1: I think it's just the constant like news and all of that kind of stuff that just bombards you in times like this when your country is just trying to piece together, like oh. scramble to deal with the situation. So, like, yeah, like I find it's like it's now got to the stage that at work people won't book meetings at 11 o'clock because that's when the presses are and things like oh, that, God. you know. So it's like – yeah. Like if someone books a meeting at 11.30, I'm just like, I'm depressed, Carol. <laughs> Not now. Carol, no.
2: <laughs> God damn it, Carol. <laughs> uh, yeah. if she says jab or please no one more time, mm. I'm going to stick my own vape into my eyeball. Far out. It is.
1: Yeah, so look, it's it's tough going in Australia at the moment and
2: we had mm. uh, more lockdown rallies. They, they got really hectic by the looks of it. So if we had 4,000 people here. About two hundred and twenty got charged and they were deploying rubber bullets and like this kind of like
1: pepper um, gas bullets and stuff. Yeah, pa-
2: yeah. That, this pepper spray foam shit. Yeah. It went into the children's eyes. Mm. You should like don't. But bring why your would you yeah, why
1: why would you bring children to that rally? Oh my god. Makes Lord. no sense. And anyway, I, I I made the mistake of tweeting about it and my tweet went viral. Oh, so god. I've had the most hectic twenty four hours just being bombarded by tr- like I sent you a screenshot of my Instagram inbox didn't I and it is
2: 99 plus messages
1: always 99 plus messages and I'm at this stage I'm scared to look <laughs> just, I don't I, all my notifications are off I cannot deal with it anymore
2: these so, people. for those of you that don't know, Chloe said a bunch of really racist shit. <laughs> That's I've been cancelled.
1: Thank you so much for not still doing this podcast Like, yeah. still doing this podcast, but no, <laughs> I actually said something that was very. It wasn't a really controversial opinion no. or anything like that. It was really basic, but it, people just got defensive. No,
2: I think fairly was- nondescript. I wonder why they got. I actually do want to say what you said.
1: Oh God, yep, I will. So I said imagine having seen footage of Afghanistan in the last few days and then still deciding to go to a protest to complain about your freedoms being taken away here in Australia. I was watching the news and watching all the footage of Afghanistan knowing that the lockdown protests were coming and I was just kind of like, man, there's been no like human rights like stuff removed from us, like public health orders to do that to make sure that the country gets back to a sort of semblance of normal and you know they're Australians not the Australians have
2: no idea what fucking author, author blah blah
1: <sighs>
2: authoritarianism <laughs> is like that and there's a difference between being oppressed yeah. and it being inconvenient for yeah. you and being and in like public health
1: directives that are for the good of the community and for the good of your next door neighbor and your fellow human being you know like it's for everyone
2: i think the rush towards and the um Whole Trump thing or whatever. Conservatives find themselves
0: mm-hmm,
2: like they don't believe in things like mutual aid and community care and that kind of stuff. Mm. Conservatism is, <clears throat> pardon me, very much built around the kingdom of the individual. Absolutely. So it's the worst time to have a conservative government controlling mm. a pandemic because. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's less about
1: I, community focus and making sure that, you know, everyone's okay and more about. How, can, how does this affect me? <laughs> mm.
2: I do feel for the small businesses in there and I can understand that stuff. But what they have to realise is that um, fascists will use, and, you know, neo-Nazis, of which we apparently are overrun with according to a current affair, mm. will always use this as an opportunity to recruit people to their bullshit. Totally. Like you, you are literally ma- marching with With Nazis. Yeah.
1: And I've had to say that to so many people in the past 24 hours where I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm completely like empathetic to everyone that's lost small businesses and farmers and all that kind of stuff. Those people are like have a very pure message and they're, they have mm. a right to be upset. Mm. But one, they don't have a right to endanger their fellow man by have a right to be angry, but don't have a right to be marching in the street when it's endangering their fellow man, and also they're marching with Nazis whose message is overshadowing what they're saying anyway. Mm. So,
0: like,
1: I just... If you're marching with Nazis, then, you know, you've just really got to look at what's going on, you know, like, just maybe go, ugh, not sure about this.
2: Again, and I've said this a million times, this is what happens when people feel like the government... They don't have any say on how their government is run. Totally, they feel powerless. Yeah. like that, and that's why people should join unions and stuff. Mm. But this kind of outburst in other areas happens because of that. Because yeah. um, we have no confidence in government. We have no. They don't listen to us. We can march as much as we like. People like alleged rapist Christian Porter is Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House. You so do, you're like, doing
1: great. You're doing
2: great. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: You're doing great, Joe. I believe in you.
2: <laughs> they just don't fucking listen, and no. this would happen. Yeah, exactly.
1: It is. It's civil unrest because people don't have faith in the people that are leading the country. And I get. Go to
2: Kira Billy House and protest. Yeah. Dead but- set.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand what. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around why people are protesting when it's like, we're protesting the lockdowns. And I'm like, but what you're doing is going to make the lockdowns longer. Exactly. So, anyway.
2: And uh, uh, just Ugh. on a last note, mm. I do enjoy watching so-called leftists and, you know, the water drop Twitter. Oh, God, yeah. But they're all for transparency and politics and all this shit. Mm. But it's like they're thinking of these full-on punishments for these lockdown people, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Like really saw, punitive stuff. I saw people that were, like, demanding that they have their Medicare cards taken away.
2: Mm. Absolutely
1: mm. bizarre stuff. Like leftists just go, oh, complete switch. When stuff like yeah, this happens.
2: Yeah, totally. And it, they say all this really stuff, this stuff that's really punitive. And it's like, mm. dude, do you understand that if they implement this stuff, they're going to come right back on you with like a Black Black Lives Matter rally or totally. Invasion yeah. Day or something? You're, you're advocating for something that is going to fuck you up. Isn't yeah.
1: It? You're advocating for end. policing that is going to go into overdrive and affect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really interesting watching that sort of like sect of Twitter. It's like this weird water drop sex of leftist Twitter that is just, go yeah. Anyway, I'm sick of talking about Twitter. I'm sick of talking about these these absolute nutcases. I just, oh, God, I'm so tired. Speaking of
2: nutcases, Chloe. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's
1: talk about another one. (laughs) <laughs> Woo! Well, That's all we do um, on this podcast is talk about the maniacs about town. You know this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: This is this is a heavy maniacs loaded episode. Heavy on the maniacs. Heavy yeah. on the maniacs. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to discuss friend of the show, Pete <laughs> Evans.
1: <laughs> our rival podcast. Our rival <laughs> podcaster, Pete Evans.
2: <laughs> so for those overseas listeners that we've kind of explained this before, he used to be on like a cooking show here. Yeah, he was a celebrity chef. Yeah, turned yeah. into like a anti-vax neo-nazi absolute, wellness, like, yeah. Rumple stilt skin kind of. <laughs> I Rumple stilt skin. What? I don't, I don't uh. know. His skin looks like um you know, a handbag. Rumpled, bag.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a rumble. The skin is rumpled.
2: Because he stares He's, directly at the sun. Yeah, and, and he, he does not put cure.
1: the lotion on the skin. Yeah. No, does. he, no doesn't. he
2: doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't believe in sunscreen.
1: No, definitely doesn't because it's... Anyway. Replopian. Anyway, Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, this, this guy, <laughs> he invented this thing called a biocharger, which was supposed to cure COVID mm. way back in 2020. And he got fined, what was it, $25,000 from the I
1: drug ed- It's more than that. So, um, ABC in this article says it's more than $100,000 from, oh, okay. from the therapeutic goods administration. Ah. So, maybe it was like an initial fine and then other stuff as well.
2: Listeners will be aware of the snake oil salesmen that come through when we're sick and because of that kind of propensity of people to scam the sick, mm. Pete Evans has developed. He kept
1: advertising this this biocharger thing and it, it, it got shut down fairly quickly, which I loved. Yeah, it did. The biocharger, it, cl- it claimed to cure covid but it was like Mm. this biocharger that sat in your house and you could put it on different settings and it would cure all of these different things. It's like, do you have asthma? You know, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have fibromyalgia? Do you have COVID? Do you have nail glue stuck in your hair? Do you like... Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Strong, yes. Um, Yeah, like... Oh my God. Sorry, have you ever seen a picture of this thing? It's huge, isn't it?
2: It's nuts. Yeah, it's about half the size of a human.
1: Oh God.
2: It's like and a it huge looks like robot. It looks like a um, a milkshake with a rainbow in it. A milkshake maker with a rainbow in it. Yeah, or like a blender with a rainbow in it. And it it's like really
1: yeah, weird. the thing swirls around, so it makes it like ooh, sparkly. Like look like it's doing something, and it's not doing anything. So anyway, yeah, he got fined many, many, many um, dollars for this. For, yeah, for selling this thing and promoting this thing that he said cured COVID. Um, mm. So that is our celebrity chef turned. Uh, maniac about town, wellness guru, turned Mm. neo-Nazi. So Mm. there's been a couple of stories that have come out about him recently and both involve him losing, like, sort of massive projects that he'd been working on.
2: (laughs) All in, like, all in northern New South Wales, near Byron Bay, yeah, Bimby and all those areas, which are some of the highest anti-vax kind of areas in the country. Totally. So.
1: So he had this, like plan for a mega commune i think he was one of the sort of investors and or like not investor because he doesn't have any money i don't think um but one of the people that was like involved in planning this thing called the nightcap Mm -hmm. village a rural land sharing community that was like
2: madcap am i right yeah yeah (laughs) it is there would be
1: 400 dwelling plots and like 50 like 1500 hectares of rural lands like in the tweed shire it was like millions and millions of dollars um, and basically the de- the developers who'd been seeking financial investment in the project with the help of Evans, had, they'd been spruking it so much and all of that kind of thing. Anyway, it's done. They can't do it. It got taken away. It got like a panel to um, like the Tweed Shire Council rejected the development application and yeah, so... It's Do you just know why gone. they? One of the
2: reasons they rejected it is because there wasn't any proper sewerage lines planned and that kind of stuff. Mm. So they they said that people living there would get um, uh, what's the poo poo disease of old times? Oh, cholera. <laughs> is it cholera? <laughs> some shit like
1: that I used to to say cholera I didn't realize that it was I used to say cholera and I didn't because I'd only ever seen the word written down I didn't I'd never heard anyone say it and when someone sounds like someone said cholera one day and I was like what's that
2: it sounds like a special what are those long donuts that you can get Um, Churros,
1: churros, Charro. It's it
2: sounds like a um, name for churros specifically for like women. Oh my god. Yeah, it does. It does. (laughs) Yeah, lady donut. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I call my pussy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh no.
2: So I'm really disappointed that Australia can't have its own um, Jonestown.
1: Yeah. So um,
2: I think we've spoken
1: before. (laughs) I'm really struggling to move on from that. You fucking bitch. My brain's completely (laughs) shut down now. Oh my god, okay. So, um... Yeah, so basically... (laughs) Basically... We've spoken in a previous podcast about how I had a plan for this. In the back of my head, I've always had a plan for a horror movie that's based around chronic illness. And it's all set in one of these exact like wellness retreat, hippie commune kind of cult places. And yeah, when Pete Evans announced that he was involved in this thing, I was just like, well, great. We've got a place to film when I eventually get the the script
2: together. Um, mm. All the actors are going to get uh, cholera
1: Yeah, <laughs> we can't go there The Tweed Shires shut it down because everyone's going to get cholera During the submissions, residents spoke against the development voicing concerns about the environmental and health impacts of the almost 400 off-grid dwellings with no power, sewage or water There you go <laughs> Sounds fucking great. And so the Nightcap Village website promotes the community as a way of getting back to tribal wisdom of living in harmony with Mother Nature as well as the fundamental law of doing no harm. So, one, uh, that's not fundamental (laughs) law. That's the Hippocratic Oath. (laughs)
2: There's so many people well-versed in law out there these days, you know? Sovereign citizens. Some dudes
1: watch, like, um, Grey's Anatomy once and it's just like, ooh, the fundamental law that they always say. First, do no harm. No, that's the Hippocratic oath that American (laughs) doctors have to
2: take. And doctors don't pay any attention to that anyway, in my experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If this podcast proves anything, the medical industry really does not take that on board. No. Um, But I'm obsessed with this article that where we're reading about this development being shut down. So, what, whoever, it's so funny. whoever the journalist was, was like, okay, how do I get the maximum amount of shade in here while still like my editor won't pick it up? And mm. so they've said like a quote from Evans is the philosophy or ethos is do no harm. He said in a promotional video, that's a, a good fucking philosophy. And then the next paragraph is, Evans has recently been fined more than $100,000 by the TGA for repeated breaches <laughs> around health products. Oh, my God. I, I love that. That is, like, classic, like, journalism shade where they're just like, how do I get this through without my editor picking this up? Like, <laughs> I just want to fuck off, Pete Evans, you bitch. Um, mm.
2: Him, his wife has this really weird Instagram Sitting around doing one of those singing bowls at horses all the time. Yeah, didn't she? They seem very <laughs> obsessed with horses. Yeah, is there, there something some- going on
1: there? Or yeah, very um equus. Um, so what else? What was the other thing that he did?
2: Uh, so he opened something called the Evolve Health Lab in Byron Bay. Of course uh, he did. Just you know, about a year ago, a little, a little bit less. And he has it being sold now. He's, he's got it on the market um, at a below replacement price. Yes, that's
1: uh, less than a year after it opened. Like, yeah. if you can't make that business work in Byron Bay. Oh, Hol- my God. Holy moly. Wow.
2: Seriously. <laughs> it even has a cryotherapy chamber. Yeah. And lasers. Hyperbaric.
1: Yeah. Hyperbaric chambers and lasers and God God knows what else.
2: That's So, yeah, he's had the two things taken away from him. The owners are involved in other business interests that are taking up most of their time, so are reluctantly selling this business. Could it be the horse romance mm. that's taking up all the time? The alleged horse
1: romance. He's so busy. He's got busy. Mm. He's got things to do and it all involves horses, allegedly. Um, oh, and it
2: says he too he was confronted by a current affair over I was just about to
1: say. Have yes. you seen that video? No. Okay, that video did the rounds on Twitter a little, maybe about a week ago and I meant to send it to you and it's amazing. Anyway, I'll link that in the um in the links after the episode. Yeah, he was fully like yeah, fully like where they do the gotcha journalism where they're like Peter, Peter, like running after his car. It's incredible.
0: People are wondering what it you're cooking up is. out there. That's
1: all
2: seems like more fake news and more propaganda.
0: What this represents is freedom.
1: Oh Paleo Pete, this guy must roxin was hit.
0: People have lost money, they've lost their life savings. He knows full well who the type of people he's involved with. Hey, 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 hey it's okay, it's okay, please. No one fing nothing. The ethos is do no harm.
1: That's a pretty good fing philosophy.
0: You say do no harm, but is that really the case? Let's just say there's a whole lot of karma coming.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. The one last thing. Yeah. Uh, I think when, when the person that approached the car said, um. Sorry to rock your zen this morning. Wonder if you have a few minutes to talk, talk about oh, your zen <laughs> nightcap and the investment there. Oh, my God.
1: it's amazing. I usually like, it's, it's funny how quickly I turn there because normally I'm like, oh, I hate that gotcha journalism. But when it's Pete Evans, I'm like, oh, amazing, stunning. I love it. Incredible. I love it. <laughs> Truly a work of art. Uh, oh, oh my god beautiful anyway so we're gonna continue our trends after our talking about our peter updates um and joanna you have got a da, 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 quack watch oh um, my gosh it's been so long since we've done quack watch i'm extremely excited
2: so i prepared a bumper version for you Woo. now i know everyone is really sick of talking about COVID, right mm. But you know, if you can't laugh, Chloe, what can you do? You cry, which I do daily. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> but I laugh too, and I can't forgot wait to laugh that. at this.
2: Yeah, I forgot about Am my I'm daily I'm crying. I'm <laughs> on too many antidepressants to cry. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, that's um. I was disappointed when my antidepressant didn't have that as a side effect anymore. I'm like, oh god, now I have to spend so much time crying. Mm, it takes a lot mm, out of your day. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Bumper edition of Quack Watch,
2: special bumper edition for episode twenty. Cute. Uh, yes, and so I have done some research mm. into maniacs. Yes, uh, that has come up with the, the good, so to speak. Mm. That's right. We're talking about fake coronavirus cures. Yes, I love it. Oh my gosh, so excited. Well, okay, let's... so yeah. the first, the first one, and I've got an an image from a news story. Mm. And it's it's a picture of a hand mm, with some so white powder in a little baggie. And mm, it says, cocaine kills coronavirus. Ugh, I wish. Mm, <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wouldn't that
1: be a, a... Like, there would be absolutely no coronavirus in the eastern suburbs of Sydney if that would be the case, because mm. those people love
2: love the bags. I keep thinking about all the women in Sydney that... Their Botox has fallen out, trying to arrange these secret meetings between them and their injectors in some car park near Bondi. Totally,
1: like fully like um, Prohibition-era style Botox Ooh. kind of situation. Like that's what it, they're fully just like in a, in a car park of a Hungry Jacks being like, oh, the curfew's about to come, jab me, jab me. So, um, mm. yeah, look, I, I'd be interested to see some of the, the women in the, the rich suburbs of Sydney and how they're going.
2: God bless them. Victorian morning veils can look pretty good. Just, that's just a tip. So it says officials in France put out a public statement to let citizens know that snorting cocaine will not cure coronavirus. <laughs> no, cocaine does not protect against COVID-19. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. The French health ministry tweeted. Wow. Oh, It's a tweet. <laughs> a tweet Sunday. It is an addictive drug that causes serious side effects and is harmful to people's health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rumours to the contrary went viral online in recent weeks, thanks in part to social media users, including the Brian Jonestown Massacre singer Anton Newcomb. Oh, my gosh. Posting fake news stating that a little blow can chase away the respiratory infection that has killed more than 4,500 people. Now, that oh, was last year. Oh, my gosh. Anton. <sighs> Yeah. Anton. So there'll be a, a large portion of our audience that may not know who he is. I would suggest mm. watching the documentary Dig. Mm. Uh, That'll he's an give absolute you
1: the basics, maniac. Yeah. 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 yeah, And he, he loved, he's loved his drugs. So it doesn't surprise me that he's seeing that and going, hell yeah, cocaine kills coronavirus. I'm on board. Mm. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that much. It's just been a long time since I thought about Anton Newcomb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so unfortunate for you. It is. <laughs> Um, So the next one I want to move on to is Mm. the 5G BioShield. Chloe, would you like to have a little bit of a click on this?
1: Okay. All right. Oh, dear. Why do they always have names like BioShield? People love that shit. So what does that look like to you? That's a USB stick. Yep, sure is. Yeah. Uh, Or are in America, a zip drive.
2: Mm. Mm. So it's a full-spectrum radiation balancing technology protecting against all harmful radiation and electrosmog. Electrosmog. Words that are made up. The Q- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of that in here. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> like all words are made up, but these words are just very made up. Do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> the QNL BioShield provides the ultimate protection for you, your family and your home thanks to a portable, Quantum radiation balancing system, which can be carried or placed near a mobile phone or any other radiation electrical devices.
1: Wow. I just saw this quote for at the beginning of their, like, how it works page, and it goes, Let me begin with a very harsh statement. All man made radiation in this civilization is imbalanced. Why? This is a really harsh statement, and it is the truth.
2: Two <laughs> so of the uh, reviews say, uh, Octavia G from the United Kingdom says, I felt a difference as soon as I plugged in my BioShield. Even the birds and animals I look after are happier and more energetic. They seem to be visiting me more. Thank you so much to all of you at 5G BioShield. Wow. Yara from Norway says, My bees love being here. Those just 100 meters down the field are a lot less happy, and I finally sleep well. Before that, it used to be a special occasion occurring three time, three to five times a year. I hear you are all working very hard and we're all very thankful for it in these times. What does that mean? Oh, my God. Very she sleeps three to five times a year? Absolutely. And her,
1: probably because mm. she's just got a lot of bees. Yeah, this is really bizarre. And all of the photos are like houses surrounded by like lush green grass. And then it's just Looks like... Looks like biodome, man. Yeah, like a biodome <laughs> over the top of it. Yeah, this is wild. So... You just stick it in to, like, a computer or something. Yeah,
2: gives you a force field.
1: A force field. I want to buy one and see what it fucking... I'm going to buy one. Not for 400
2: bucks. you don't.
1: $400! (laughs) (laughs) These people,
2: man. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. Uh, So, I kind of don't get the... COVID thing, the COVID, whole COVID 5G thing, like that's –
1: yeah, it's, it's very – yeah, it's very that, weird. yeah. So it's called the 5G Bioshield, isn't it? But then when you go to the website, yeah. it's like, no, no, it's for everything and
2: you're like oh, – Electrical okay. fields, radiation, mm. la, la, la. Yeah, well, the other thing is in relation to that – Amazon, I notice. Mm. Don't shop at Amazon, by the way. Yeah, fuck Jeff Bezos. <sighs> fuck Jeff Bezos. Has radiation underwear protection. Five G radiation underwear protection.
1: Radiate like, in case you've got coronavirus in your dick.
2: Like what? Well, it ca- kind of comes with the shield that sits in front of the. Well, this is for someone with a penis. Yeah. In front of the pe- in front of the penis. Yeah. That's made of like silk.
1: <laughs> The, the Queensland jumped out. Oh. <laughs>
2: oh, it's no. silky soft functional silver infused stretch fabric. Mm. Mm. And it has, okay. like, I think a yeah. little plate plate over the dick that stops it getting infected with 5G radiation. Like a cup that they wear in football, but <coughs>
1: yeah. rather than to protect it from, like, getting kicked in the dick. My foot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my foot. Um, it protects you from... Yeah, a cup that protects you from stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this. Oh, no. Uh,
2: Let's move on to another another little thing that you can wear to to keep yourself safe. Okay. The virus shutout protection pendant, supposedly from Japan, worn around one's neck, have been sold with claims they prevent infection. The US Environmental Protection Agency said that no evidence had been presented that they work and took legal action against importers. Wow. So they're still rolling, though. Like, you can go to their Facebook group um, and look at, what they're up to yeah. and these things look like the the swipe pass that I get into work with kind of thing
1: oh wow yeah I just I'm opening the Facebook now We're got, we'll 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 link all of this in the oh we
2: wouldn't want you guys to miss out on anything yeah
1: not to their like pages where they're selling stuff because we don't want to give them sales <laughs> our, our our listeners
2: wouldn't, would never yeah guys never. are too
1: smart yeah they all are too smart they're they're very much on board aren't they they're they're still functioning Totally oh, yeah. fine. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the little sort of like swipe the little key thing where like that you can buy that you attach to your keys, the square. So mm. it, it you don't um in case you lose your keys all the time. That's mm. what it looks like. Those square mm. things.
2: Ugh. They could have at least made it fashionable. No, they could have.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so I thought you said that was and I was like we will have to agree to disagree no. on that one, Joe. No, No, they
2: should have put crystals on it and sold it at three times the price. Well, when,
1: yeah, when you said like a pendant that you wear, I was imagining some really sort of witchy looking like pen, like long drop pendant with a crystal attached to it or inside
2: of it or something. No, it just looks like a weird little swipey, swipey thing. Um, Next, uh, Jennings Ryan Staley, a licensed physician and owner of Skinny Beach Med Spa, sounds oh, legit, God. was accused of selling mail order COVID 19 treatment packs, claiming they would protect against COVID 19 for six weeks and cure it 100%, causing the disease to disappear in hours. This is so funny. He has been arrested and is being vigorously investigated oh God, by the that. FBI.
0: I love <laughs> In that. inverted
2: commas. Yeah. It's so if convicted, he may face twenty years in prison. I and rightly so. I, a
1: treatment packs. So it's just I know. like he's he's like a face mask, and I <laughs> guess a little. Face I believe.
2: Mask. I believe it's all that. Um, hydrochloroquine shit oh, that people God, carry on about. Yeah. Well, that's, that was
1: really pushed him. It was, that went absolutely bonkers in America because Donald Trump mentioned it at some point. That it oh, could my be, gosh. So, yeah, so all these wellness dickheads in America were like, wow, if our president thinks it's a thing, then we'll do it too. And now they're being vigorously investigated by the FBI. <laughs> oh,
2: great. Um, he released a family treatment pack uh, which included hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. chloroquine, generic Viagra, and Xanax, just for the fam, the entire fam. So the Viagra is for the dad, I assume. Yeah. And the Xanax is for the mom. Yeah.
1: The Xanax is like <laughs> the mom's just like, oh God, can't deal with any of this. This is a lot going on. Mm, so he was wow. selling that for a while. Oh my god! And he was—he was trying to smuggle into the United States a barrel that he believed contained over twenty-six pounds of hydroxychloroquine powder, and by mislabeling it as yam extract. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, I just fucking love yams. Fucking love yams. Give me some yams.
2: (laughs) Yamming it up.
1: Yamming it up. I need a barrel of yams. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Get your yams in a barrel yeah. right here. <laughs> barrel of yams.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh,
2: that, that one's pretty good. Yeah, um, that's the...
1: wild. <laughs> I haven't seen that story before. That's that's a good one. Holy moly.
2: That uh, is, that so is... a hand cream sold by the right-wing populist party leader of the party Greek Solution Kyriakos Velopoulos. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. My Greek was terrible Mm. when I was there and everyone laughed at me. Via his TV shop, it's claimed to completely kill COVID-19, although it is not approved by medical authorities. Wow. cream.
0: So apparently
2: this conservative politician started off as some sort of shopping channel dude. Oh, wow, like one of those sort of
1: during-the-day shopping, phone-up-to-order shopping channel things.
2: Yeah. Ooh, they're always really interesting. Yeah, so I think, and <laughs> everything that I've read, he also used to sell a baldness cure, despite the fact that he himself is balding.
1: Um, oh my god! He's like, look how well it works. I've got one yeah, more hair on top
2: of my head. I just Homer like Simpson. this look. I just choose not to like. Yeah, I've use got the it. cure. Yeah, I just don't want to use it. Yeah, I just want to look like Jason Statham. All right, <laughs> I love the bald look. <laughs> yeah,
1: I look exactly like Jason Statham.
2: And every article that I read, they were saying that he actually screams about the hand cream, like he's very aggressive.
1: That doesn't – I feel like those people, that are like the shopping <coughs> channel hosts, are always very, like, flamboyant and yelly, you know, so that does not surprise me that he's just – Greek
2: people <laughs> – I, I feel like Greek people pointing that out must mean it's particularly bad.
1: Yeah, totally. They're just like, if he, like – he yells and you're like oh wow okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> you guys you, do love yelling <laughs> yeah if you think that he's yelling then he's definitely yelling <laughs> Fuck. yeah shout out to all of my greek friends who <laughs> I, yeah, I love you guys so much but you are all very loud
2: <laughs> so that was fun and i've got my last one here is an anti coronavirus mattress which reminded me of their anti coronavirus um leggings and shit that oh, yeah. Laura Jane was selling
1: yeah or lululemon or something like that yeah mm. it was and it's
2: like coronavirus leggings it's like that doesn't even sound like a like who is your viral, marketing team viral repelling le- like leggings because you know we all know coronavirus gets it into you through the legs.
1: Yeah, it's just absorbed straight through the thighs. That's what it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been told. <laughs> that's what I've been told. Just goes any- straight up your butt, and so you need to protect the genital area.
0: It gets so it area. gets
2: it gets it gets off the ground onto your shoe, mm. gets repelled by the leggings. Otherwise, it would crawl up. Crawl up, go straight legs, up the butt, and up
1: straight up the butt, straight up the butt. Yep. That's how, it, that's how you get coronavirus, kids. That's, yeah. I'm not even going to say you. allegedly.
2: <laughs> we, had, we had
1: a segment about
2: this last time,
1: didn't we? I think we did, yeah. We, we need some new material. <laughs> so the anti uh, Why do we always go straight for the ass jokes? I don't know. <laughs> We're the worst. Why does anyone listen to this podcast? Continue. Because they're the worst. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys are all struggling just as much as we are. So there we
2: go. <laughs> Um, the anti-coronavirus mattress was advertised as being antifungal, anti-allergic. Anti- is anti-allergic even a word? Isn't it hi- it's it is.
1: hypoallergenic, isn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anti-allergic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if those two things are the same or different. Yeah, uh, Dustproof and waterproof and able to fight the coronavirus. Now, this is in the news because in the sun, which is a fantastic UK publication. In any case, this covers a soccer player called Lionel Messi. Messi, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lionel Messi, bitch.
2: So he sleeps on a 900-pound anti-coronavirus mattress that kills COVID-19 in four hours. Now, that's $900. Not, it's really heavy or anything.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah, that's about uh, like one thousand five hundred dollars. It's yeah, a nine hundred British sterling pounds. Pounds. Mm. <laughs> it's, so, so it's not really heavy, <laughs> you dickhead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All so, right. Lionel Messi. What's he done? Fuck.
2: The. So he bought it, and I don't know why the soccer player has much to
1: do with it. Because he's one of the most famous football players of all time. I refuse to say the oh. word soccer. I hate it. But you can. If do you, you like to. soccer? Yeah,
2: that's the oh, only okay. sport I like.
1: Oh, God, the podcast is cancelled now because Joe's just realised <laughs> that she fucking hates me.
2: <laughs> we can't be friends anymore. You fucking soccer liking, mm. a Captain America watching <laughs> bloody piece of shit. Oh, my
1: mum and dad are both like British. So I, I just grew up watching it. It's just, I can't <laughs> help it.
2: Can't help it. I've oh, got to finished telling you about this mattress. Yeah, okay, tell me about
1: like <laughs> yeah, the, he's involved because he is one of the greatest and most famous football players of all time. So the fact that he did this is absolutely ridiculous because it just shows you that you could be the one of the best players of all time. Like, oh, mm. anyway, mm.
2: sorry. So continue. <laughs> If an infected person sleeps on it, all traces of the coronavirus are removed from the bed. The system called Viraclean apparently uses nanoparticles. People love that these days. They do. They put nano in front of something and they're just like, now it's real. Embedded in the tissue to wipe away 99% of viruses and bacteria. Depending on the model, these mattresses also have other functions such as foot massage, which would help protect his nifty feet.
1: Yes. Love scoring Mm. a goal, that man. How? Hang on. Mm.
2: How does a how does a mattress give you a foot massage?
1: I think it's got a, like an attachment thing that you put on the end, so you just like lay down oh. and get a foot massage. But it's it's so it's bizarre because Messi actually donated four hundred and forty like thousand pounds to Argentina or something when um to help fight COVID, and he's he's kind I, of I, been someone that is like fairly decent with trying to do the right thing and help. And then all of a sudden he's like, and now I'm going to buy this mattress.
2: <laughs> People get sucked in so quickly. They hey. really do. Maybe. maybe he just doesn't like germs or something.
1: Yeah, maybe. It's, I just don't understand how it's like a mattress and it's just like, oh, coronavirus only gets you when you're sleeping. Do they mm. think that you'll come home with the coronavirus, lay on the bed and then it will get maybe get rid of it for you i'm not sure yeah there's a i've got a lot of questions about a lot of the things that you've brought up in the last 15 minutes Mm. (laughs) so i've got so many questions
2: i I wish i do wish mattresses had a therapeutic value because i sure spend a lot of my time in bed absolutely if i could get a mattress that gave me a foot
1: massage fuck i'd never or
2: or a butt lift or
1: like i'd never if i had a mattress that had just like a shiatsu Kind of massage mm. function.
2: I'd never, get uh, yeah. I mean, we've both still got that those Kmart Shiatsu massage things oh. that give us
1: bruises. Yeah, did it last night. Literally last night, I completely fucking bruised myself. Like my shoulder feels like it is on fire right now. Felt good at the time, but I just did it too much. That's our, yep. our problem. We don't. We mm. don't have limits. <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>. <laughs> Treating pain with pain. We love mm. it.
2: Yeah, oh, well, that's totally a thing, as we know. Um, that's yeah. all of the quack Thank uh, cures that. that I have for you today.
1: That was infuriating. Thank you, Joanna. Sure, I'd live. <laughs> I'd live
2: to give. I
1: live. I live to serve and yep. tell you horrible quack watch coronavirus cures.
2: It, I'm doing a, I'm goes. doing a community service.
1: Yeah, you really are. Yeah. Guess yep. keeping it updated about. Maniac, maniacs about town That's what you do And you do it Maybe well
2: Maybe I should drink my pee And <laughs> <laughs> just see how it goes Yeah I mean they
1: seem real keen on it They do They really do <laughs> Anyway On that note About um things that you can consume <laughs> <laughs> Okay yep Keep going <laughs> I don't want to, I don't know if I even want you to use that. Um, we've decided this episode to talk about food and cooking, right? Mm. And I'm so sorry for that terrible segue. Oh, my God. I feel oh, ugh, horrible,
2: horrible. I'm not, I'm not editing it out. I
1: know you're not. Oh, God, that's why I hate it. So basically, we decided to start talking about food and, like, sicko kitchen kind of situations. Because one of the mm. projects I'm currently ongoing working on in the background, in between all of the other projects, like writing a book and that kind of stuff, it's just one of those things that, like, I've got a rotation of things on the back burner that I work on regularly but mm-hmm. one of them is a spoony food website that is just like super simple recipes and cooking tips for people with chronic illness fatigue issues all of that sort of thing mm-hmm. and so there'll be like kind of levels of recipes some for when you kind of feel functional and you want to cook like a big thing to like freeze and keep for future meals and then there'll be other ones that are like the most base level simple shit that you could possibly do when on days when you absolutely zero spoon days when you cannot stand long enough to cook anything Mm. so ongoing project but I will definitely let let everyone know when that's happening and all of that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so I thought I'd do this in two parts I've got three sort of like major tips that have kind of like really uh, were game changers for me and then I thought we could talk about some of the things that we kind of rely on on those zero spoon days when we just need some kind of sustenance to keep us alive because Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the idea of cooking or anything like that way too hard how does that sound does that sound all right
2: yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know me. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm chill. <laughs> I'm very cool and chill. Okay.
1: All right. So, Chloe's hot tips.
0: Chloe's hot tips. Chloe's hot tips. Check them out.
1: Secret kitchen tip number one. Okay. So... I started doing this a few years ago because I was like really shit at cooking, right? Like I was so, so terrible at cooking. When I started to get really chronically ill, I realized that I was probably going to have to learn how to have actual sustenance in my body and create that sustenance for myself because, you know, otherwise I'd die. So I found having a sort of like back catalog of recipes in your brain that's just like two or three recipes, like a nice decent dinners that you know how to cook really, really well. I found having just that in the background on my brain so much because, like, I've got, like, a slow cooker Mexican-style ham hock soup, which is one of my favourite things in the world. Wow! And it is – that's my comfort food now. Like, I crave it on days when I'm not feeling well. And I also make a really sick pesto as well, which is obviously, like, you can do a thousand things with that. So I practice making them over and over again, and now I've perfected the recipes at this stage because I've done it so many times. And now they've turned into my comfort meal, so, like, I don't really have to think much when I'm making it. I don't have that sort of constant mental energy. And it also helps me when I get brain fog at the shops of not knowing what to buy and, like, because I kind of... Oh, my
2: God. Yeah.
1: if, If I know what my thing is I can just kind of go into autopilot and just get that stuff and I don't have to think about it any further when I get home I actually have ingredients for a meal instead of like a single onion and some string and a yo-yo I feel like every spoonie's kind of gone through that situation where they get home from the shops and they're just like what the fuck did I just buy like, I know I know pack of bubble gum and like yeah a potato one potato <laughs> um, that is my top tip is just like have two two recipes that are like your kind of go-to practice them learn them really well And then it helps you with the mental fatigue of cooking. Um, And the other thing that I do is, I'll preface this by saying planning, but please don't think that I like plan every meal or do those wild meal prep things because that that shit takes just as much mental energy for me. I find the whole concept of doing that really, really
2: full on. I can't think about anything beyond the next 24 hours, to be brutally honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the moment, yeah, everyone's like,
2: oh, hopefully I just get
1: through the next... 12 hours. That'd be great.
0: Um, mm.
1: But i if I'm ever doing like a big, because I have to, I don't have like a really big supermarket near me. So I always get the delivery from Coles or Woolworths. In terms of my pain and all of that kind of stuff, it's a lot more accessible to me. So if I do like a big shop, then I will get, I'll be like, cool, I'll do like my bolognese on Sunday night and then I'll do a soup in the slow cooker Wednesday night and then get those ingredients. And so I'm not planning every single like a meal for every single day I'm just planning those days or like you know switch up the days if I'm not feeling well that particular day but um Mm. it's just kind of like I know that I've got that there so when it it gets to Wednesday I can just be like okay I've done it I've done the thing and now I've got food for the next like three days I think a lot of these things are like sort of minimizing the mental fatigue of like trying to think about what to do with cooking drives me nuts yeah it's trying to think of what to cook every day it's just like I feel like when I was eight years old, I'm like, I can't wait to be a grown up. And now I'm grown up. Being a grown up is just doing my silly little tasks and then getting stressed because I can't think about what to do for dinner that doing night. Doing my
2: silly little tasks, yeah. going to my silly little job, mm. talking to silly people, going for my silly. Zoom.
1: Yeah, going <laughs> for my silly government mon- mandated walk once a day. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the other massive tip that I have, which I found really was like a game changer for me, right? is I love – I hate any food that's really bland. Like I have to have a lot of spice and flavour and all of that kind of thing. So Mm. one, vegetar. Buy vegetar, put it in everything. Mm. It is amazing and it makes everything better. Mm. I don't know. I think some people pronounce it differently. Is is this a nutritional yeast? No, it's like a – it's almost like a vegetable stock powder. Oh
2: yeah, I've got that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but I think people pronounce it like "vegeta" or something. I'm not sure. So, I I, in SA we say "vegetal." Anyway, so that first and foremost, buy it, have it always, put it in everything. Um, Mm. And the other thing is, have a well-stocked spice rack because oh my god, yeah, it was it changed everything for me. So, like, if you have a decent spice rack, you can make a meal taste amazing with very, very fucking little. You know. What's your
2: favorite spices, Chloe? Um, I love the ones f- you probably use the most.
1: I love probably cumin and uh, paprika.
2: Me too! Whoa! Yay! Good for us. Good for us. I know because it's you can put it in heaps of Mexican food. People mm. who buy Mexican packet food Are like diluting themselves.
1: I make my own Mexican spice mix at this point because I'm like I know for the, for that ham hock soup that I that I mentioned before. Mm.
2: Um, I made two it- different kinds of garam masala the other day. Ooh.
1: Mm, love, love having
2: a mortar and pestle.
1: Mm, that is, a mortar and pestle is, it is very, very good. I find it a bit too hard for my arms, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That's uh, why I kind of do it in a stirring motion. It is really difficult for me to pick up my cast iron saucepan, too. Mm, Struggle street. Absolutely. So, yeah, like having a well-stocked spice rack, game
1: changer. But I know it's easy to say, oh, just go and buy, like, a bunch of spices for a spice rack. No one has the money to, like, just go and get it all in one go. Like, mm. I def- I certainly didn't. But what I did was I would always buy, like, one or two whenever I was doing a shop over a period of time. And then you don't kind of notice that that money – like, you don't notice that money going as much. So do
2: that, and after a few months, you'll be sweet. And and um also stuff that you can put in, everything – in terms of seasoning, garlic salt is really good. They totally. And Was onion everything? salt. Yeah. I love onion salt. Truffle salt, but yeah, we don't Ooh. have a million dollars. Yeah. But That's picking up stuff fish. like, you know, yes, me. Um, <laughs> oregano, uh, paprika, cumin. Mm. What are the other ones I have that I use all the time? Cinnamon. I use I, a lot. I can't remember. I actually
1: remember Googling, like, what are the sort of base level spices that you mm. are kind of like versatile and able to be used in a lot of different things and I just started Mm. with those and then went from there like getting it bit by bit but I also find those like squeezy herb paste tubes good because oh yeah they're quite
2: expensive though yeah but I love herbs
1: and I can't get to the shops every two days to get a new thing of continental parsley and
2: the oh my god they die in like five seconds That's yeah such a rot.
1: it is a rot and they just I don't know if they just sell them in a bad way or something anyway so I always have one of those just in my fridge and then I'll just add a tiny bit on top kind of thing just you know sometimes it's not as good as having the herbs but you know we deal with what we can we deal with it
2: another good thing to do if you're preparing stuff is get an ice ice cube tray Put in some chopped up herbs and I think some olive oil in there yeah. and chuck in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So you can just add it to like soups and bolognese and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, basil, coriander and parsley I always usually have too.
1: Yeah, I love fresh herbs. Like I, I always want to add the most amount of herbs to everything that I eat. But yeah, it mm. is very expensive and sometimes very inaccessible. So I find just having those like squeezy tubes can kind of like they can last a couple of dishes if that makes mm. sense rather than just mm-hmm. they last a little bit longer than anyway it's so that is all my tips I hope mm. they were helpful in some way but let's talk about the food that we we make for ourselves that are sometimes spoony good friendly. sometimes good, yes but spoonie friendly and uh they will sustain you so I wanted to mention with those ice cube things that you do I find have like do you do like foil wrap fish and chicken yeah so like you like Just get a piece of fish. Like I get the frozen fish bags from Audi because that's like a lot cheaper than getting fresh fish and it lasts much longer. Wrap it in foil with like butter, lemon, those ice cube things that you were talking about, the frozen olive oil ones. And just do that for like 15, 20 minutes and then... It feels a lot fancier and nicer than, you know, cheese on toast, which mm. I will which also. Which is fine to eat as well. Oh yeah, that is also, I was about to say, that is one of the next things on my list. So like, mm-hmm. both is good, but you know, it's just, when you get that foil wrap fish out, I'm always just like, ooh, look at me. Ooh, I'm a culinary genius. I am, look at her go. But yes, what is your, what is your kind of go-to on days when you're like, can't do it, just fucking can't so- do it?
2: I've got a pretty good deal where I don't clean the kitchen but I just cook, so that mm. gives me a lot more energy to do stuff. However, back when I was sort of, yeah, not not diagnosed and – Really, really, really in a lot of pain all the time. I made stuff like pasta with packet cheese sauce mm. uh, and then just chuck some tuna and frozen peas in there. Yep. So I buy those, like, kale slaw or coleslaw things from Coles or Woolworths in the bag. Yeah. And then I'll add, like, maybe some shredded chicken if I have it and then fish sauce and a bit of lime. Ooh. My, go- yeah.
1: my go-to with that is – um. actually, no, we'll go into that later. But, yeah, no, that – oh, that sounds lovely, like a lovely, yeah. like – tangy slaw in there. Mm. yeah
2: yeah yeah if great. you want to get really fancy you can add rice wine vinegar or something and some brown sugar but that's mm. that's probably too hard
1: yeah that's a lot of a lot of things i always go like whenever i'm having those days i always go straight for raw veggies like really? i i always eat like veggie sticks and that kind of stuff like that pesto that i make is a great dip so i can i'll often do that when i've made it this um,
2: requires like a blender though right
1: for what the pesto yeah, I just use i I've got a food processor. Those are yeah. the food processor and a slow cooker, which I'll go into in a, in a little bit. I find it like the two appliances that I would not be able to live without. Don't have an air fryer. Don't have any of that. Just
2: a lot of people are talking air fryer at the moment. A lot yeah. of spoonies love it. People are going nuts for it. I haven't delved into it. I don't know. No. I'm not sure about it because I just I'm not
1: a big fried food person. So, no,
2: neither. But, but it it
1: Fish really crispy, and you can make your own chippies. Yeah, I do
2: love chippies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, soups are great. Tomato soup is super easy. Yes,
1: I always go like I always have a couple of tins of those sort of just tin soup, minestrone, and all of that kind of stuff. I always have those in the in the pantry, like a couple of them, just because I'm like, you know what? There's going to be a day where I absolutely can't be, can't do it. And I'm just gonna be so thankful that I've got that fucking soup in the pantry. They are lifesavers sometimes. Yeah, as is tuna. Mm, oh yeah, I'm. I struggle with tuna because it's my cat's food, oh so <laughs> I can't do it. But I know that yeah, tuna is a lifesaver for a lot of a noodle lot of is such a
2: spoiled bitch. Honestly, he's
1: got IBS, so he's actually part of our community. Oh,
2: so. <laughs> that's so lovely. Yeah,
1: spoony cat. Titty. Yeah,
2: bless his little heart. Um, I guess the number one thing that I love to talk about and it's well known across the nation that I enjoy a hot chook. Oh, yes. Let's
1: talk about getting a rotisserie chicken. What is your go to when getting a hot chook from the supermarket?
2: All right. So we're talking just eat the breast bit like a baby. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, pull yep. bits off for the aforementioned cold sore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I will save the skeleton and boil it up for ages and make a stock if <sighs> I have the energy to do that. Aren't you a good girl? I'm
1: always like, I'm going to do that one day, and then I've just never had the energy. Yeah, that if you is chuck great... it in
2: um, a tomato soup or something, it makes it way more tastier mm. and nutrient-dense. Totally. Um, especially if you save some off-cuts from your um, vegetables when you're cooking and put those in the freezer, and yeah. you just add those um, in as well and cover it with water and let it go for a couple of hours. Absolutely.
1: I will do that one day. I'm very, I'm actually really excited to do it because I like cooking now, but it's always one of those things that the reason that I got the hot chook was because I had no energy. And then.
2: The- <laughs> I, like, I'm turning cottage core at the moment. It's really, yeah. I've got a veggie patch. I make
1: oh my fire God. cider.
2: I make cashew butter and my own <sighs> muesli and all this kind of shit. Oh my God. If you turn in, if you
1: start talking about put like investing in that fucking hippie commune or something. I'm not going to be happy. With that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So rotisserie chook. Those are all really, really good options. Do you, what do you usually have the, the slaw with? Oh, what sauce? The the, col- the coleslaw when you use the coleslaw thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I just chuck on bits bits of the rotiss- rotisserie chicken in that as well. Mm, oh, yeah. So it's like, kind of like a salad, like s- yeah. slaw salad kind of thing. Yum. I yeah. love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My go-to is a recipe that my ex taught me, which sucks, but um, it is one of the biggest lifesavers because it lasts a couple of days and I love it. Um, mm. It is taking all the chicken off and, like, shredding it. Obviously, like you said, in eating the breast bit like a baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you have to do it.
2: Making um, a sandwich just out of chicken skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I love it.
1: I both love and peel, hay- yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then
1: adding if you this this takes a little bit of spoons just because you've got to do a little bit of dicing so it's dicing red onion and celery really finely mm, yum and then getting a whole bunch of mayonnaise and just putting all of that together in a bowl and it makes the most amazing chicken like sandwich mix you just like put it in like a French baguette or something like that, like a a stick baguette thing and, like,
2: oh, yum, yum. You could do the same thing with tuna. You can, yeah, you could put some paprika on that.
1: Yeah. Off you go. (gasps) Celery salt. Celery salt's another
2: one that I absolutely love. I know it's a very Mm. 70s thing, but I love it. Mm. But, Um, yeah, I think in general, like, if you're going to spend any money on kitchen stuff, a slow cook is really good. People don't – they don't tend to use them as much these days, but I reckon you can probably find one really cheap on uh, Marketplace or something or Gumtree.
1: Yeah, you can. Like, people do sell them on because a lot of people have good intentions with kitchen appliances that they're like, I'm going to use this all the time, and then they just – it just doesn't suit their lifestyle, so they don't. Yeah. But my slow cooker is the number one thing that if ever if someone was like, I'm going to take all your kitchen appliances, but you can keep one, I'd be like, the slow cooker, the slow cooker, mm. um, because I use it so fucking often. So I make, like, I do a lot of like meals that, you know, have a, it's a big batch so I can save it and eat it over the next couple of days. And that's how I survive. So I make shit loads of um, stuff in my, in my slow cooker. So I make a lot of soup. I love soup. Um, sorry to the person mm. in our in our group that was the the soup hater. They, <laughs> they accidentally
2: they, reported a comment about soup, yeah. and I was like, "Get
1: the soup haters out of here!" And they and they reported the comment as violence. Like this this post is violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shout out to Perrin. That was amazing. That's still one of my favorite things that's ever happened in our group. The time <laughs> that someone reported a comment about
2: soup as violence, like fuck, just fucking hate soup. <laughs> Um, it's like when those police bailed up people for carrying around Campbell's soup cans. Because they're like, you're going to throw it at people at the Black Lives Matter protest. What? That's soup violence. Oh, yeah.
1: God. Please don't take my mm. minestrone away from me.
2: <laughs> this is soup for me and my family. Yeah, <laughs> my beautiful minestrone.
1: So yeah, slow cookers are like absolute lifesavers in my opinion.
2: Um, mine, mine was from my grandmother and the brand was Crocodile.
1: Crocodile, dial my mm. god that's a, that's amazing i love mm. that um what else is on my list any other tips cheese on toast and grilled
0: like mm-hmm. toasties
1: highly recommend getting the three dollar goat cheese from coles and putting that on toast as well that is i put that mm. just straight on toast and then with like just a bit of tomato and salt oh amazing Stunning. Yum. I keep a couple of hard boiled eggs in my fridge because it's mm. not for everyone. Some people hate hard boiled eggs and hate the smell of them. And sorry if that's made you gag in your mouth a little bit because I know that does that <laughs> to some people. No, I keep a couple of hard boiled eggs in my fridge um, because they're like super high in protein and just like eating one, peel it and eat it and then you're done. It's And it's so easy. I just, I think eggs are amazing. They're great. This, this pro- podcast brought to you by Big Egg. By Big Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that sponsorship. I would after the past 24 hours where people have accused me of taking sponsorship of the vaccine, of the COVID vaccine. What? People have fully like accused me of being like in the government's pockets and taking money for getting the vaccine and posting about it. I wish. I've been doing that for free. That's what I responded to them. I was just like, dude, <laughs> if you know of any sponsorships going, you fucking let me know because I will take that. Yeah. Like get get vaccinated. Podcast people. sponsored by AstraZeneca. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, as as you said, pasta with stir through sauce. But I also yep. rely on like the pastas that have like two ingredients, um, like the traditional pastas that have two ingredients, like aglio e olio, which is just like is that butter. No, it's olive oil and um, garlic. I think. Um, oh. but I always, I always add just a little bit of chili and maybe cherry tomatoes to it and you don't have to even chop them up because they just turn into sauce. It's beautiful.
2: Mm. There um, are those freaks out there that do butter with Vegemite too. I was just about
1: to suggest that the like weird mm. Vegemite butter and cheese spaghetti people, I it's not, mm. personally, it's not for me, but I understand why people like it. Cause Vegemite is essentially just like a yeast spread. Um, but yeah, apparently it's like a really big thing. People love it. Um, and Vegemite is just like a like a stock paste, essentially. So I get why it's like super high umami. Um, put a bit of cheese on it, mm. off you go. Yeah, um, yeah. microwave baked potato recipes. There's so many of the on the internet, and apparently it's like a real big thing that you can microwave. Uh, use your microwave for baked potatoes. I, did mm. you just get a pen and write this down? <laughs> Google baked no, I'm potato only my ideas. <laughs> bake
2: <Baked>. potato. <laughs> I just heard it
1: like fully scramble for a notebook, and I was like, um, okay, I can just send you my file. Um, and the, my other tip is sometimes I'll bake on the on my good days. I'll bake like these savory muffins that are basically just self raising flour, egg, olive oil, and a little bit of milk, and then you just put like. Uh, grated veggies like zucchini or carrot or something. I will often do like diced tomato and like ham, cubed ham and all of that kind of thing. Savory muffins. If you absolutely just cannot do anything one day, you just have all of these like delicious muffins that just taste like a beautiful breakfast all in one, you know, delicious bite kind of situation. They're great. I really recommend them. Um if there's any links or recipes that you would like, please feel free to message me. Maybe I'll do a post in the group after this episode goes out about it. And yeah, it's hard being a sicko and trying to sustain yourself and have sustenance to keep alive. Mm. Sometimes, so I just really think that we all need to share our recipes that we rely on and all of that kind of thing as like a community sort of <laughs> a community sort of thing because it's fucking hard.
2: Totally. Yeah, it is. Uh, hard. And the- Ain't no shame in frozen vegetables. <gasps> God, either.
1: no. Oh, my God. I hate people yeah. that are just like, oh, I would never eat frozen vegetables. And I'm just like, well, if I didn't have frozen vegetables, then I wouldn't, during my childhood, I would not be alive today. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, mm, I know, these were the only vegetables I had sometimes. So frozen veggies, don't be a snob. And yeah. with
2: that, uh, it's time for Spoonie Hotline. Spoonie Hotline. If you would like to send us one, it's chronicallyfullysick at gmail.com. You can record a voice memo on your phone and send it in to us that way. If you're a whiz with GarageBand or Audition, you can do that that way as well. We would love to hear from you. Anything you want to talk about, bitch about, whine about, any questions you have, even some additional recipes for us, why not give us a call?
1: Okay, so this week on Spoonie Hotline, we have the wonderful Emma Dewhurst. Uh, Emma actually invited me recently to be on a podcast that was produced by the Youth Disability Advocacy Service uh, called the Reasonable, Necessary and Essential Podcast. It's awesome. And um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was so, so great. It was um, really actually amazing watching all of these young disabled creatives just do their thing and produce amazing content and... Um, yeah, just create something that was by us and for us, you know, like it is so rare and it's always amazing to see. So if you do have mm. a chance, uh, check it out. It is on Spotify and SoundCloud. So um, Emma has sent in a Spoony hotline for us this episode, which is about the very difficult situation of uh, losing a friend um, when they start spouting ableist,
2: uh, and anti-vax, uh, sentiments. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think all of us to a certain extent can relate to this at the moment, whether it's a close friend, um, like Emma's saying, or someone in their life. Um, and we've decided to leave this open-ended. So we know there's a lot of you out there wanting to speak on this. How does it make you feel, um, when someone might be compromising your health someone that you love someone that's close to you uh let us know chronicallyfullysick at gmail.com shoot us an email or a voicemail uh thanks very much emma and we'll see you soon
0: hi my name is emma jewhurst my pronouns are she they and i am a disabled and queer and young hottie um I am currently on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin nations. Um so I'm in Nam or what is now known as Melbourne. Um it is actually just very heavily raining. <laughs> Classic Melbourne. Um but it sounds very peaceful on my tin roof. Um and it's it's very soothing backdrop to this voice memo. <laughs> um so I hope you enjoy. Um, today, I want to be talking about my lockdown and COVID-19 experiences, and those experiences being around the loss of a friend um, when they share anti-vaxxer um, and problematic and ableist things towards chronically ill and disabled people. Um, so, content warning for that. I will be talking about um, ableistic, ableist comments, um, that are quite helpful, um, so this person was someone that was very, very close to me, they were one of my dearest friends, um, and we have been really close for the past three years, um, it's never been an easy relationship, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but they were always someone in my life, um, that I had a lot of love for, um, and that I supported a lot, so they, and I'm going to be quoting these, um, posts, so she firstly shared, um, a bunch of fear-mongering things that, about the vaccine and the disabilities and chronic health conditions that the vaccine caused, which I think is sort of ironic that She cared about those when a lot of the time they weren't actually real, um, but she didn't care about the current disabled and chronically ill people, um, and she shared a post that said, knowing that the survival rate for those under the age of 35 is over 99%, some in said age group would rather let their immune system fight the virus than to get a vaccine for it. Um and saying that there was no brush for it which was very frustrating because i mean that 99% is not quite accurate and it it completely discounts all the disabilities and chronic health conditions that are coming from people getting covid um and people that are getting covid you know are getting long haul covid which you know a very fancy way <laughs> of saying they're getting chronic fatigue syndrome, they're getting fibromyalgia, they're getting POTS, um, and those are all conditions that I live with, so I I know the effects, (laughs) basically. Um, It completely discounts those, but it also, you know, it's very frustrating to hear someone that they don't want to, they have no rush for the vaccine, and while our our vaccine rollout has been horrendous, it's that complete... I wouldn't even get it even if it was available that's very frustrating because you know while maybe they wouldn't get sick and I I would and people like me would and that was that was really frustrating Um, she also spoke about the fact that they stand for medical freedom Um, and another quote if one person if someone is immune compromised then it is their responsibility and obligation to take care of their own health that's the unfortunate truth majority of illnesses are preventable with a proper diet and lifestyle and then go on to talk about the hypocrisy to be concerned about getting sick when they eat processed foods and are overweight this (laughs) felt like a punch in the gut (laughs) if I'm being honest I spend every minute, every fucking minute <laughs> if I'm allowed to swear if you need to bleep that out. Um, looking after my health and doing things that better my health and things that I, I every day I have to make sacrifices upon sacrifices to not have a crash, and it's so beyond frustrating for someone to then tell me i'm not doing enough and it's all it's only my responsibility and no one else's when i don't think it's that much to ask for to not do things that would kill me (laughs) or harm me because that that's what it would do um and to say that majority of illnesses are preventable with a proper diet and lifestyle um i'll be honest that made me cry (laughs) I have so much, you know, I already blame myself enough (laughs) for my health, which I, it's not even my fault, but I disclosed to her how I, you know, got my conditions and that sort of thing. And, you know, obviously there's no actual cause, but, you know, it was a combination of viral onset and trauma and abuse that I developed these conditions. Um, and to be told I wasn't looking after myself properly and that to tell a disabled person that they're disabled through their own fault is, it's so disgusting. I was so beyond horrified to read that and I was horrified that she agreed with it and I think, yeah, that was that was the biggest punch to the gut um, was that someone that I had spoken to and opened up to about my chronic illness and disability. And, you know, when I came into my disability pride and using like labeling as disabled um, and to have someone comment that is, it's very strange. (laughs) I mean, it's very strange, Um, but yeah, I guess I wanted to ask out, ask the other, all the other sick hotties what they have done. In these types of situations because I tried to reach out and communicate and um I ended up blocking her because she said facts over feelings <laughs> which was very cringy um but yeah I guess how have you all dealt with wanting a friend who you know has been ableist to you um after so many years of confiding in them and this sudden switch um but yeah I appreciate your time and Thank you
1: all, and hope you have a nice day. Blues, stay away, stay away from me. I hate to lose old friends. Blues are my enemy, but love gets me through. Born to live and die, forever loving you.